What's up guys? Welcome back to the Dreamsland Diet audio experience for another episode. On today's episode, we have our first female guest, our good friend, Sarah Riddelge. Yeah, guys, we met um, Sarah when we first started out um, creating content. She was probably pretty much the first model we shot with, definitely the first model we shot within the brand. Um, yeah, we built a really good friendship, been on some awesome adventures, Bali, down south, here, there and everywhere. And we couldn't think of anyone better for our first female guest on the podcast. So welcome, welcome. Sarah. Thank you for having me, guys. No problems at all. So, yeah, we'll jump in, same as normal. If you just want to give the guys a bit of a background on yourself. Um, so, background on myself, um, I guess Instagram is where it's all at. Um, started off with modelling and kind of used that to build my Instagram platform and connect with people like yourselves. And that's kind of just taking me on a journey to get to where I am now. And when you um, started out on Instagram, like when you started, you know, trying to build, like build an account, build a following and that sort of stuff, were you, was it like modelling and fashion straight away or you were more sort of into the fitness side of things at the start, weren't you, Sarah? Yeah, so when I first started out on Instagram, obviously like for most people as it does, it kind of started out just posting pictures of like my food, um, I don't know, selfies, like photos of my dogs, like that kind of stuff, like super random photos. Um, And then it kind of progressed slowly into more fitness content. And I think because I was studying sports science at the time as well, so my content kind of transitioned into that and I started doing like workout videos and that kind of thing. And I guess that's kind of what I became known for at the time. Um, And then from there it kind of transitioned into modeling, I guess because I had sort of built up I don't know, my body and that kind of thing. So that kind of translated into the modeling side of things from there. Yeah. And what sort of like age were you at then when you were getting into all of this stuff? Um, I, I mean, I started posting on Instagram probably when I was maybe 16, 17, around that sort of age, like early twenties even. Um, so that was like six years ago, I think. Um, and then, yeah, it was probably fitness content for maybe like the first couple of years and then it sort of transitioned from there. So I've been doing like the modeling type stuff more probably in the last three or so years now. Yeah. Awesome. And as you just said, you've, you've done a lot of different stuff. So like a lot of people, I guess, wouldn't be too sure. Like, what do you class yourself as a model, content creator, influencer? Um, I don't really like to put a label on it, I guess, because I feel like at the end of the day, I am just a person that posts, like shares my life on Instagram. So I don't really label myself as any one of those things. I feel like I sort of take aspects of each of them and I, yeah, not one thing or the other. There's just aspects of each that I do. I guess I've been through stages as well, like where I focused more so on one or the other, like, uh, I went through a stage where I was focusing more on like trying to come across as more of an influencer and things like that. But now, like recently, I just, I just don't want to label myself as anything. And I just post more just my life as it is rather than through a label of any of those things. Yeah. I think that, I think that's pretty cool. And I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Not to sort of try and just put yourself in one basket and label yourself with that. Like, you know, it's important to be able to 
evolve and realize like what you're enjoying at the time what you are liking rather than just sort I of think, yeah that's really a good way of finding out what you are passionate about doing in life is by trying and experiencing mm. different things you know if you just locked in on the one and you didn't try different things and see what you were really passionate about it would be hard to find yeah. what that thing is for you and obviously over yeah these past few years you know you have started to build quite a big following on instagram you know tiktok as well you do put yourself out there quite a lot how how did you deal with that like actually putting yourself out there in front of people like that and more of yourself your life and that sort of thing how did you how did you find that um i feel like i didn't know any different yeah because i wasn't doing it with the intention of doing it for growth or any sort of like reason i was kind of just posting my life as my life was and it just kind of took off on its own so yeah I didn't really like think too much into it it just kind of happened and obviously because yeah you were posting more about your life and what you were doing than the average person you were putting yourself out there did you find you were getting a lot of negativity from other people um no I've, I've been pretty fortunate that I actually haven't experienced too much negativity at all like with <laughs> with my following um when I sort of first started on TikTok that was a little bit um <laughs> different different to Instagram because on Instagram I had over the years slowly built up a community I think and yeah like I hadn't really experienced much negativity at all and then transitioning onto TikTok where TikTok is such fast growth or it can be such fast growth and it I didn't get the chance to build like a community before hand yeah. type thing. So there was sort of like a lot of negative comments and things that came with that, but um, it didn't affect me too much. I think because I knew that like these people don't actually know me and that they, if they knew who I was personally, they wouldn't be saying those things. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, like anything, if you hear something repetitively, like it can sort of, bother you here and there but yeah I've been fortunate that I actually haven't experienced too much and I haven't experienced anything that's been very like personally malicious it's all very like general just yeah. nasty comments in general so it doesn't really affect me too much yeah I think like you said if you can sort of know within yourself that you are a good person you're not doing anything bad and if you are receiving some negativity and hate comments you can really sort of separate yourself from that that's definitely the best way to deal with that that sort of thing yeah i know like something as we've mentioned before in previous ones something we did get a bit you know coming from a motorbike mm. background you know that that sort of niche that industry it is quite you know to go out and do content and that sort of thing it's it's quite left field so yeah it's definitely something we've had to deal with in our past and yeah, you do have to learn to, I guess, grow a bit of a thick skin and be confident in yourself and what mm. you're doing and not worry about the opinions of others. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, just learning not to take it personally because, yeah, at the end of the day, they don't know you in person. And even if they did, there's only so much that someone could actually know you on a deep level. Yeah, so definitely. it's still going to be their perception of you, which isn't really in your control. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And, um, Obviously, a big part of like if you're trying to build a brand or build a following on social media is to have, you know, high quality, engaging content and that sort of thing. In the beginning, were you shooting all your own content then? Like we know now, you obviously, you look on your page, you know, you've got a lot of really professional work in there. You've progressed to working with, you know, some really good, good artists and that sort of thing. Just give us a bit of a run through in the beginning 
how you were making your content, how you're making your content these days and sort of how how you did start working with more professional photographers and that sort of thing? Um, okay, so as I said, I sort of started off just posting like selfies and things like that, um, photos that I took of like my food or like a coffee or yeah, that kind of stuff. And, you know, back in the day using like the, the classic Instagram filters and things like that. Um, yeah, and so then I always enjoyed sort of taking photos and being in photos. Um, from a, like a pretty early age, I was always, yeah, like just even I think before I had a smartphone, I think my mum bought me like a little camera that I would just like take photos of random things and um, or I'd like get my sister to take photos of like me or whatever. So I was always into doing that kind of stuff. Um, and then it kind of, yeah, when I got more into Instagram, it was more like I would ask a friend or my sister or someone to take a photo of me or I would set up my phone and do like, you know, like a little workout video or things like that. Um, and then it was more like when I got into a relationship that I started getting more like proper photos taken because I don't know, like, so when I was in a relationship with Tyler, like he was also interested in content creation and things like that as well. So he would take my photos for me. Um, when we broke up, I'd already had a taste for like content creation and modeling. And so when I no longer had him to rely on to help me get my photos, I couldn't go back to just taking like a phone photo here and there because I'd had a taste of like, you'd already been, you'd already improved. Yeah. 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 So my content had already improved and I was like, yeah, I I want to continue to pursue that. So that's when I started to collaborate with um, local photographers, just reaching out and asking if they would be interested in, in collaborating with me and things like that. And I guess because I'd already shown on my page that I was capable of posing in front of a camera or whatever. I was already posting content that was decent. Um, I didn't really have any issues finding people to collaborate with me. Um, So that's kind of where I transitioned more into like the higher quality content and things like that. And now I'm actually, I've kind of gone back the opposite way. Like I actually love posting the more like raw photos, like off my phone and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been a bit of a journey with that kind of stuff. I feel like since we've known you, we always get the impression, do you are quite a creative person. So you do like to, I guess, create your own content as well. Yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy like, yeah, just doing my own thing as well. And like, even just taking photos myself of like random things. I guess I don't post that kind of stuff as much on my page, but yeah, there's a little hint of it here and there. I just like the more in the moment, like raw type stuff as well. So I love a good photo shoot, but I think I just enjoy capturing like every moment as much as I can. So a lot of my content does turn out to be just taken on my phone. Yeah. And you've done quite a lot of work with brands and stuff like that. And I know it's something which a lot of young aspiring, you know, influencers, models would get a lot of value from. How do you go about working with them bigger brands and getting a foot in the door? Um, it's obviously a lot of it will come down to your like the quality of your content and like, you know, the size of your following factors like that obviously do matter. But in saying that a lot of brands these days will work with micro influencers and yeah, people with like smaller followings and things like that. So if you are posting quality content and you have somewhat of like a passion for it, you'd be surprised at how easy it is to actually work with bigger brands as well. It's something that we touched on actually in the last podcast, you know, a lot of people are worried about how many followers they have, but as 
us having our own brand and we know mm. other people that have brands, it's, it's definitely not the most important mm. thing. Like, as you just said, like, if you're a micro-influencer, someone with, you know, five, ten thousand followers and you're producing, like, really good content, like, you're going to choose that over yeah. someone with 50,000 followers and they don't have good yeah. content. Yeah, I think that's probably the most important thing. Because, um, yeah, there's a lot of, like, smaller accounts that are super creative and they have really good content and they could put a better spin on the product or whatever than someone that does have a bigger following. And I think as well something that I've noticed is sometimes with the bigger followings, brands don't almost like to work with them sometimes because there's not as much trust maybe. Like you think, oh, they've got a bigger following, like they're just posting this product because they're getting paid for it. They don't actually believe in it type thing. Whereas a lot of smaller accounts, like generally speaking, they're probably going to post products that they actually believe in type thing so I think as well yeah like it's not about the size of your following but if you have passion for it and creativity and you're able to yeah share that in a way then most brands you know these days as well will work with smaller influencers and if you reach out and you show that and show that you're passionate and things like that then yeah you've definitely got a chance of getting your foot in the door yeah I think yeah that's yeah really awesome and like Alex said you know following on from the last podcast that pretty much reinforces that thing you know don't focus on how many followers you've got focus on you know the work you're doing the creativity the level of the work and Mm -hmm. that is the most important thing and yeah for the people out there who maybe like say young guys young girls who are looking to be say more so more of a model and maybe they don't have the skills yet to make really good content and that sort of thing. Obviously, the best option for you there is to start trying to reach out and work and collaborate with photographers who artists who can yeah. make this sort of content for you, like you were saying, Sarah. And just to touch on that a bit more, like if you are reaching out to a photographer to collaborate or that sort of thing, like what are you reaching out to them on what sort of basis? Like are you asking them images in return for your time modeling or just for someone starting out to give them a bit more of an idea of if they can't make content and they need to reach out to photographers artists just sort of what sort of value do they need to be offering the artist or the photographer to sort of make the photographer want to work with them so I get asked quite often how I got into modeling and like my best sort of answer for this kind of thing I think is start off with like friends first um especially to like gain confidence and things like that so that's kind of what I did just like taking photos with like my sister or my friends or whatever and then I started to get confident moving in front of the camera because it's obviously a lot in my opinion it's a lot easier to pose or you know whatever in front of someone that you're comfortable with than someone that you're not so I would say start there and then once you're sort of posting content you know everyone has an iPhone or a smartphone these days so it may not be like insane quality but it's going to be good enough for instagram so i would say start there because if if then when you reach out to a photographer and they can see on your page that you've already posted photos that look like you know what you're doing you know how to pose you know how to move and you look confident then they're going to be more inclined to say yes obviously if you reach out to a photographer to try and work with them and there's not much of that on your page they may not look to, to work with you because there's it doesn't look like they're going to get any value. But, yeah, generally speaking, it is TFP, which is like time for prints. So the model does the, yeah, they give their time and then they get prints in return. Especially if you go to a photographer with a concept already and, like, you you have, like, a plan and you're, like, super, you know, 
this is what I want to do. This is like the sort of location type thing. Like you've got it all sorted. Yeah. Like what have they got to lose really? Like there's, there's not a lot of reason why they would say no to that. Um, obviously some photographers don't do collaborations because if it's their full-time job and whatever, they may not be interested in unpaid work. But yeah, you'd be surprised at how many photographers are more than happy to just shoot because they love it and meet new people. And yeah, if you go to them with a concept and you're confident in yourself, then there's yeah, yeah, a high like, chance that they'll be interested. Like you're saying, like, you know, add a bit, add value, show them that you're interested. Yeah. You know, don't just hit them up and ask the photos. Put a bit of effort in, put a bit of work in beforehand. You can learn anything on the net these days. As you said, we all have smartphones, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Learn how to take good photos. Learn how to get your content looking professional. Put the work in, land something in advance yeah. so you're not just relying on them. And yeah, I'd say if you do all that, you have a much better chance yeah. of you even know, if it a is, positive response. Yeah, even if it is just like self-timer on your phone or whatever, that's still going to – if they go onto your Instagram page and they see that you've been able to pose in front of a camera, yeah. they're obviously going to be more interested in working with you compared yeah. to if they only see like – food yeah. pictures on your page exactly. or something like yeah. that. So it's like, um, like anything in business, but just in life in general, if you're reaching out and asking for something like you need, it's a, it's an exchange of value. Yeah. You know, you can't just reach out and ask some for something without providing something of value yeah. to them in return, especially if you are the person reaching out. But yeah, I think it's like awesome to see that you can just reach out and you can make the effort and you know, the opportunity is there. And I think as well, it's a lot easier. Like, so you know, you're always going to get told no at some point. But say you message like five photographers, four of them say no, or they don't even reply to you, but one says yes. You work with that one photographer and then other people have seen that you've worked with that photographer and then they're going to be like, oh, she worked with this person. That is a good point. It's, yeah, if you're hitting up photographers or if you're hitting up brands to do work, it it is a numbers game. You can't just hit up three brands or three photographers and expect to get a yes you've got to you know hit 10 hit 20 up hit 100 up you know like you've got to actually put that effort in and have the self-awareness like if you're if you've hit up 200 brands or photographers and everyone said no you need to have that self-awareness to look at where you're coming from what you're offering them and like yeah yeah because yeah the more as you said before the more you can offer the better and the better you're going to do every time. Yeah. Yep, so. And worst case scenario, all else fails. Obviously, maybe you can't collaborate with them, but you can still pay for a shoot, Yeah, which is not only going to get you experience, but that's still a foot in the door because, again, somebody sees that you've worked with that photographer. Yeah, They may then be like, oh, I like the way that, that girl looks or I like her type of content or whatever, like I'm keen to work with her. And then from there, you may get a few collaborations. So you've just got to figure out ways around the obstacles. There's always a way to get there. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So I guess um, something a little bit different. Give us one of your biggest achievements along your journey so far. There's, uh, I think, like certain photographers that I've worked with that have been, I've felt like has been somewhat of an achievement. Um, working with you guys, working with people like Periwinkle, I felt like that was, that was pretty cool. Um, I think even just reaching certain milestones with Instagram as well. Like, I don't know, like I don't focus too much on the numbers, but if you stop and think about like, you know, the amount of effort I have put into like growing a community and things like that, like having that sort of like payoff in milestones and things like that is also rewarding. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting to go on trips like with Bali, like with you guys, like that's the kind of stuff that I feel like is most of an achievement. And I think as well, like it's maybe not like an achievement, but like the best thing is just the people that I've met along the way. So 
yeah, there's not like one crazy standout achievement, I don't think, but yeah, just the experiences that have come with this yeah. journey. I yeah, I th- yeah, that's an awesome way to put it. And yeah, I think you have achieved quite a lot already on your journey. I think you don't even take the time to appreciate that sometimes. <laughs> and obviously all them things that you have achieved, are you someone that's set goals along the way to reach them achievements? Or have you just sort of gone with the flow of what's happening at the time? Um, I feel like I've probably more gone with the flow. Like I've had ideas of, I don't know, things in my head, like, I don't know, thoughts that I've had that I've been like, yeah, that'll be cool. I'd like to sort of do that or whatever. But I don't feel like I've ever really sat down and like written out goals or even had the goal in my head of like, this is what I need to do. It's just kind of been like a thought of like, yeah, yeah, like that would be cool and whatever happens, happens. Like, yeah, I feel like I've more just gone with the flow, to be honest. I don't really set myself like big goals, especially with Instagram, I think, because I don't like to get too attached to like that side of things as well. And um, recently you competed in the Miss Universe competition and you were WA State finalist, correct? Yes, yeah. Just obviously, you know, everyone sort of recognises Miss Universe and that competition sort of thing. Just, yeah, give the listeners like a bit of a run. How did you find that? Was that something you enjoyed? Was it good for your confidence? Did you take a knock from it? Like, you know, obviously... It's something a lot of like... I think girls would be interested in yeah. having a go, having a shot at themselves. So, yeah. Um, I still feel really torn about this question because yeah. I went into Miss Universe with one of my goals being like, I want to gain more confidence because despite what people see on Instagram and the photos that I post that I look super confident, I'm always open about how I do struggle with confidence. So for me, it was, yeah, like, I, I felt like doing something like that would help get me out of my comfort zone and help gain confidence. Um, and obviously I would meet like-minded people and just, yeah, like have this amazing experience. But I ended up having a lot of anxiety throughout the process and so many times where I just really didn't feel confident and I struggled with like comparison with like myself and to com- compare to the other girls and things like that. So it's a really like I'm still a little bit torn in terms of like, whether it actually did help my confidence or not. Um, I I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm still even torn whether I would do it again or not because part of me is like, yeah, it is a really good experience. You do get a lot out of it and you meet a lot of people and knowledge and value and things like that. But, I mean, maybe it was just because I wasn't in that good of a place already that, like, putting myself under more stress, like. Because, yeah, it would have been, like, a pretty tough environment already say if your confidence wasn't 100% because you know for one it's a competition so whether you treat it like one or not you know Mm. I guess in the back of your mind you are technically competing yourself against other people you know it is obviously it's based on a lot of things but a big part of it is you know how you present yourself and all that sort of thing so yeah I can definitely understand it would have been yeah pretty like tough environment to be in but I think it's pretty cool that you actually pushed yourself out there and, and yeah. gave that a shot. That yeah, no, I don't regret doing it at all. Um, I just, I think I was already in a place where I had anxiety and things like that. So going into it probably triggered that to get a little bit worse. But if I, you know, continue to do the work on myself, then it is potentially something that I could do again with like a lot more confidence. Um, yeah. One of the other girls who um, became Miss West Coast, which is like one of the achievements um, to move on to the next round, she had competed um, a few years ago and she didn't make it through and she yeah. went off and did her own thing and travelled and she came back and now she's Miss West Coast and she's she's gone through to the next round. So And she said that that was 
like good for her like that was the way it was meant to be like she went away and did her own thing and now she's got confidence so that could be the same thing for me and I, I wouldn't say don't try it like it's one of those things you've got to put yourself out there to know yeah, whether or not yeah and I know um like obviously yeah obviously some things of it were quite hard and there would have been some negatives as you're saying but I know one of the positives we were just talking about earlier that you did pick up from it is that you've been boxing and doing mm, that sort yeah. of thing so if it wasn't for that competition I guess you wouldn't have really yeah. found that either so, yeah, so how I, are you finding that yeah, yeah so I always like was curious about boxing like I'd always kind of wanted to try it but I'd never had the confidence to actually yeah. try it myself so um sessions at the Hurt Locker were part of Miss Universe so I went and so we had multiple events with Miss Universe and some of them were more like sort of beauty based some of them were more value based like um self-love and motivation and things like that and then there was like the fitness side of things as well I definitely felt myself flourish most in the fitness components of the program and so when I went into my first like boxing session, I just couldn't wipe the smile off my face like the whole time. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just love it. Like it just makes yeah. me feel so good. And yeah, it's it's crazy because like that first like class I did, I was laughing the whole time. I was having such a good time, but like I was so terrible. Yeah. Like I was hitting the pads, but like that's it. Yes. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And like now that I've like continued to progress through it, it's like so, like just seeing how far I've come in that in like my confidence and like my ability and yeah well it everything. just shows you in such a short amount of time really like we remember seeing like yeah the watching Instagram the stories and that yeah. when you yeah. first started to like seeing where you're at now it's crazy it just shows you if it's something you enjoy and you're passionate about yeah. like how quickly you can progress like. yeah yeah so that's the thing exactly like there's definitely no like negativity that came out of doing that like some of the even some of the friends that I have now that I met through the competition like I'm so grateful that I met them like there was no negatives that came out of it but looking back on the experience I felt really anxious in myself and yeah if I was to do it again I feel like I would have to know that I'm in a little bit more of a place where I'm not letting myself up and feeling anxious and stressed all the time and can get the most out of the program because I probably could have been a lot more open-minded and like we were saying it is a competition you are being judged how did you find the other girls were then um, everyone was really friendly. We actually didn't spend that much time together. So yeah, it was like hard. Like we didn't actually get a lot of time yeah. to get to know each other that well, because at most of the events we were sort of like working. So like we couldn't just be, you know, catching up in the corner type thing. Like we were there to like do certain things. Um, there, but there was no like bitchiness or negativity or anything like that. Everybody was super friendly, but I think everybody was in the same boat. Like we all sort of, yeah, we all knew that we were there for, like, the same reason. Yeah. But yeah. then it's hard to sometimes, yeah, draw that line between, like, it is a competition, but we're all, like, yeah. we all just want to have a good time. So, yeah, no, I'm really grateful for a lot of the friendships that I got out of that, though. And that is actually one of the things that I've heard from quite a few people that have done it. Like, if you're going to do it for any reason, just to meet people, like-minded yeah, people. Yeah, well, it sounds like you, even though it might have been a little difficult at the time, there are definitely a lot of positives to come um, from it. I yeah. think it's cool that you can look back on it and realise and see it as a positive experience yeah. like that. Yeah. With the boxing, are you planning on continuing that? Any fights coming <laughs> up? Are you actually going to step into the ring more um, so in that regard? Or 
it's I, I think about it a lot. Um, yeah, I haven't decided. Yeah. At the moment, I'm really just enjoying learning and progressing. But I think obviously it will kind of it, it may get to a point where I'm like, yeah, like, am I going to take this a little bit more seriously or not? So, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it's a very different thing to actually think of. Like, I can't picture myself actually like fighting another person. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to get in the ring. I'm not sure. It's something that I think about, but. At this stage, I'm, yeah. Just keep enjoying it. I'm just going to keep enjoying it, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just really good for my mindset as well because it gives me a chance to switch off and just focus on the task at hand, which has been the most beneficial thing for me to help me be present and just gain like that, like grounding, I guess. So, yeah. I'm not too sure about fighting though. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll spy you guys first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pass that yeah. One. And so we've touched on one of your big achievements and obviously we know and you know along the journey it's full of ups and downs. So let's try off for a bit of value to the guys. What's something that you have really struggled with along your journey and what's some advice that uh, young people can use to help them through the same issues? Um, well, I think in the Instagram game, comparison is probably one of the biggest struggles. And that's definitely one of the things that I've struggled with the most. And I still struggle with to this day. I'm still figuring out exactly how to overcome that. Um, I think because, yeah, like I already sort of have had issues with self-confidence and self-belief and things like that. Then when you put that into an environment where everyone's posting their best self and their best life and everything, it can be really hard not to compare to that. Um, It's, yeah, it's hard to give advice on because like I said, I'm still sort of struggling with that. But I think the best thing that I try to tell myself is at the end of the day, you're in control of who you follow. And if you're following people that don't make you feel good about yourself, then obviously, yeah, you maybe shouldn't be following them. Um, one thing I've been trying to tell myself recently as well is that it isn't anyone else's fault because sometimes I feel like it's really easy to like blame other people. Like I feel like shit because this person's posting this type of content and I don't like that or I don't agree with that, but you're still exposing yourself to that content and it's not their fault that you're feeling insecure. That's what I try to tell myself. Like I'm the one that's struggling with self-confidence and it's not their fault. Like they can't dim their light to make you feel better. So I think the best thing to do is just surround yourself with, Uh, like accounts and people that actually make you feel good about yourself or inspire you in some way and if you're going on social media and you're not feeling good about yourself then obviously like learning to take a step back and things like that but um in terms of content as well like my biggest advice is to just be authentic because I don't think there's enough people that are posting generic content just the, the same sort of thing over and over and Everyone kind of wants to stand out and be different, but the best way to stand out and be different is to be yourself. Yeah, 100% true. And, yeah, I think that is uh, really good that you can be honest about that and say that you haven't 100% figured all that out and you are still struggling with stuff like that. I think Mm. that's one of the biggest ways to, you know, get past that is to be able to take responsibility and admit Mm. that. And you touched on, like, you know, everyone's out there posting their best life and they're, you know, you shouldn't be on there to compare yourself mm. to anyone else. We are all in, are all individual. We are all different. You know, as you said, just be authentic, be yourself. And that is good enough. You shouldn't have mm. to compete or compare with anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, the advice you gave there was pretty much spot on yeah. to what we would say to, you know, having that self-awareness too, to recognize that if looking at other people's content or being on social media is making you feel a certain way, realising that 
those feelings are coming from within you and you mm. do have the power to change that. It's not social media that's causing yeah, exactly. that. It's not yeah. this person mm. that's causing that. But, yeah, the way you sum that up, it's, yeah, yeah exactly. I'll, we, I'll give the exact same advice. Because I think well. social media heightens it, but it's already there. Like if you go to the shops, yeah. you're going to probably feel the yeah. same way. So social media obviously makes it worse. Social media amplifies it. Yeah. It's right there. Every, everyone has it all times of the day, but it's not the actual it's source the issue. of the problem yeah. or the cause. And I've been so surprised really often at like how many people that I've, I don't know, met in real life after following them on Instagram or something like that. And they're so different like on Instagram to what they, uh, in person to what yeah. they are on Instagram. And it can be really easy to judge on Instagram and just be like, oh yeah, like this person is this way or you know, they portray themselves like this or whatever. But then when you actually meet them, that's not the case. So, yeah, yeah people portray themselves in a certain way, but then it's still up to you to, like, not form that, like, judgment of them. Yeah. And, yeah, if you're following them, then it's just, like, that's up to you. Like, if, exactly. if you aren't resonating with their content. And if they're fun. not the way you thought they were going to be and you don't like it, then you yeah. just don't let it bother yeah. you, you know, because it's, yeah. yeah, like you said, it's you – control you yeah and you feel your life it's really hard awful. not to get sucked in though like oh, i definitely. go through stages sometimes where oh, <laughs> i go through stages sometimes where i look at what's trending yeah it's hard to miss because obviously if it's trending it's continuously coming up like mm. on your newsfeed or whatever and you feel somewhat of like a pressure to post that type of content yeah. or conform to the type of content that everyone else seems to be posting and like oh if i want to stay relevant i have to do these things mm. but the more i progress on my journey the more I realize, like, I feel happiest when I just be myself and just post things that are just me and I don't try to post for anyone or to, you know, impress anybody or to do a certain type of content or whatever. And sometimes I feel like, oh, but if I don't do that type of content, people won't want to work with me or whatever. But at the end of the day, I want to build a community around, like, the things that are actually me, not things that need to be me for, like, Instagram or whatever. Like, yeah. Like you were saying, you worry about yeah people not working with you, but I feel like on the other on the other side of the foot with that, I think you'll get more of the people you want to work yeah. with working with you, yeah. posting the stuff that you believe yeah. in and that you want. To and post. I learned that the hard way, I think, because there was you know at the start it was all exciting to get like brand deals yeah. and things like that, and I thought to myself like I'm never going to work with brands that I don't believe in, but every now and then there would still be a product that like. I wasn't fully like, oh, yeah, I need this in my life. But I was like, yeah, but I could use this. And I found it really hard to post about that product in the end because yeah. it wasn't really authentically me. Yeah. So I learned that the hard way that, like, now certain, you know, brand deals or whatever, like, I, I'm just not interested in because it's it's not worth yeah. the time or the money or anything for me. I'd rather just only do things that I actually feel good. And yeah. I've, yeah, definitely that's been one of the sort of turning points for me, I think, recently is to, to make my social media a happier place. I have to just be more, the more, more, more me that I can be. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's super easy to get sucked in. And mm. like you were saying, like, especially, you know, we're not, you're not really taught, like, growing up, like, you're not really taught much about self awareness and no. practicing mindfulness and that sort of thing. And, if you're not someone who's not aware of any of that sort of stuff, it is very easy mm. to get sucked in. Like, so yeah, you can definitely, definitely understand that. And, you know, we find practicing mindfulness and all that sort of stuff has been a massive changer for us with that mm. sort of thing. Cause you do become really a lot more self-aware in that. And yeah, we know you do quite a bit of mindfulness sort of stuff these days as well. Like how do you find that 
um, affects you and is it something you'd recommend to people? Like I know you do a bit of yoga, meditating, <laughs> all that sort of stuff too. Yeah, so I would say like I'm pretty um, – new to this yeah, kind of stuff yeah. so i remember when i first met you guys it was like one of the first road trips yeah. we ever did down south when you guys were telling me to try meditation and things like that back then i've doubled in it for a while like tried it on and off and i'm still not super consistent with it um i try to at least yeah. do meditation and yoga like at least three times a week but obviously yeah i definitely feel like it's one of those things that the more you do it the more benefit you're going to get out of it um i do really struggle to like meditate i think because with like anxiety and things like I have so many thoughts going through my head. And obviously at first I thought with meditation, like you have to block out the thoughts and just go yeah. to like nothingness. And yeah. the more that I've learned about it, people say you don't have to block it out. You just have to observe the thoughts yeah. and then come back to your breathing and things like that. But obviously it helps. It helps, but I'm still learning. I'm still in the process of like, yeah, I think like you just touched on there, like a lot of people go into it with an expectation yeah. too. Yeah. I think if you go into trying to meditate and or whatever you're doing with an expectation of what you're going to get out of it, then you won't get yeah. anywhere near to the point that you could. And it almost creates more anxiety because you're sitting there trying so yeah. hard to yeah. like You're expecting something to happen yeah. and then if it doesn't, then it just gets worse. Yeah. yeah. It's cool though. Like I've had some crazy sort of experiences, especially recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you never had like a crazy like vision or like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Just like sometimes I'll just, oh, even just things like if I just randomly break down crying, yeah. like I'm meditating and I'll just start crying for no reason. And like, I don't know where it comes from, but yeah. like other times I meditate and I don't really get much out of yeah. it. But yeah, there's times where I just like do definitely go into like, nah, it's, yeah. it's, it's an amazing tool and definitely, yeah, I think something everyone should try to bring into their lives for some extent like it doesn't have to be every day either like you said if you do it once yeah. a week or you do it three times a week i feel like you still you're just going to get some benefit and yeah from it's, it. it doesn't necessarily have to be meditation it just can depend on the person and what works for you yeah. but just find something you know to give yeah. you that Bring sort yourself of reset into the yeah mind. well that's why i think the boxing and the yoga has been really good for me because yeah. i do struggle to like sit and meditate but when i'm doing yoga because it's like a moving meditation, yeah. you're focusing on your breath and you're focusing on the actual movement in front of you. It almost does bring you to the present and ground you. Like, yeah. so yeah, I think as well, like if you do struggle with things like meditation, one, either try guided meditation. Cause I feel like that has helped me a bit yeah, trying definitely. to do guided ones. And two, off, yeah. yeah, two yoga is also, I think uh, things like yoga, people sort of like knock it a little bit. Like, like I used to be at that. I was like, I would never try yoga. But, yeah, it's definitely helped me, like, centre myself. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, as we've said before, when we were younger, if someone said to us, oh, you should meditate yeah. or do yoga, it would have been like, you oh, that's laugh. some hippie like, shit. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's just because our mind weren't open to it. We yeah. didn't really understand, we didn't understand it. understand the benefits of yeah. doing Yeah, but that's the thing that. now. It's everywhere. Like, yeah. all the successful people that I know of do meditation or, you know, some sort yeah. of morning routine and, and yeah, things like that. And, yeah, when you do open your mind to it and you do – bring it into part of your routine you do start to see the benefits from it yeah it is a super powerful like, yeah yeah it's good all right so we'll switch it up a little bit it's your turn to ask us a question something that you've wanted to know or um, can be anything i guess like maybe where do you guys see everything going beyond sunglasses and like the brand like do you see the future still being what it is now but just at a higher level or is it like going to evolve into something more 
<laughs> Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, quite often I feel like, yeah, people do ask, like, what's the future? Mm. Where are you going to go with the brand? Obviously, as we've sort of mentioned before, you know, we do want to expand, you know, we do want to become a globally recognised brand and that sort of thing. But definitely always continuing to push push our message and, like, have a positive impact on other people. Obviously, ideally we want to get to the scale where, you know, we can travel more and connect with more people and, spread that message more but yeah obviously at the moment you know we've got to build the back end of the brand you know build a strong team that can handle all of the work that we're sort of doing ourselves at the moment but yeah moving forward just looking towards yeah getting to a scale where we do have the time to yeah 100 percent. and every day like for us it's not so much we have like an end goal set like every day we are just working as hard as we can and you know just trying to achieve as much as we possibly can it has come so far in such a short amount of time it is hard to put yeah an exact end point on where we think it will be so yeah at the moment yes yeah, with the flow yeah we're enjoying ourselves yeah and like, what's your favorite part of like everything that you guys do what's your favorite part i think yeah it sort of comes it's sort of a few different things like i think fast like we're the sort of people that we get a lot of fulfillment and feel like very rewarded from you know putting in hard work and pushing ourselves mm. and you know like we it used to be in the bikes you know we wanted to be the best in the world at riding bikes now we're building a brand and you know multiple online stores like we're the sort of people we, we you know we like to push ourselves mm. and try to see how much we can achieve and just doing that day in day out is a big goal like yeah. you know we get up it's hard to get up early and it's hard to mm. work hard and it's hard to push yourself to do that but yeah we sort of find just doing that every day is a super like yeah. rewarding and fulfilling process within itself yeah like we do get a lot of achievement out of that because it's yeah as you're saying it's the exact same with the bikes like nothing all the best things in life don't come easy you know so the more work you put in the more you achieve so yeah we we do love that side of it and i think we love also love the side of it of being to be able to build a platform or something you know, to help and influence other people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we get a lot out of, like, obviously the message behind our yeah. brand and the stuff we talk about in the podcast. It's what we're passionate about and that's what's behind it. So being able to push that out there for us is, is rewarding. Yeah, I think one of the most powerful things out there is to be able to have a positive impact on other people's lives. Yeah. Like, that for us, you know, we get a lot, we get a lot from that. And then on a more base level, like just being able to go on more adventures and do more cool things. We love being outdoors, going to cool places, like whether it's doing adrenaline stuff or just shooting. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So just working to be able to do more of that stuff as well, you know, as the brand grows, bringing people in that can take on some of the jobs that we're doing so we get more time back to do more of that sort of stuff as well. Where it all began. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And a um, bit of a fun one we wanted to do with you. We have done it in one of our other podcast <laughs> episodes, and I think it'll be good for you. You'll do good with this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. 15, so it's 15 words. We'll say the words, and you've got to answer as fast as you can and just say the, the first word that comes, comes to your, to your mind. mind. Are you ready, Are you ready for it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Happiness. I think of yellow. I don't know why, yeah, like, like the sun. All right, photo shoot. Good people. Moon. Happy. <laughs> Reality. Dreams. Food. Burger. Travel. Bali came to mind. I don't know why, but yeah, that's good with Bali. Work. Not where I want to be. <laughs> Chill. Uh, beach. 
boys? Mm, my dogs. <laughs> Party? Uh, not my thing. Beach? <laughs> Beach, yes. Summer? I have no words. There's just, summer is just everything. <laughs> Money? Struggle. <laughs> Life? Good. Freedom? Have you picked these words specifically because you know it'll trigger me? <laughs> freedom, the dream. That's that's the dream. Freedom. Nah, it's pretty good. Little yeah, slow. Little yeah. <laughs> Next time we expect a bit faster, but nah, that was good. And um, yeah, almost ready to wrap up. Just like, let us know what are you like, what are you working towards at the moment, Sarah? Do you have anything cool coming up? Do you have a big goal that you've set for yourself or anything? Just yeah bit of what you're going towards in the future. Um, my biggest thing right now is just to work on myself because I feel like I can't like progress with the other stages of my life, like my career or anything like that without like working on myself. And for so long, I've been in such a hurry to like, I don't know, have it figured out and know what I'm working towards and things like that. And I still struggle with that now, but like I'm trying to just slow down and, work on myself and not figure myself out because I don't think we ever do have it figured out but like just become more self-aware and like become happier in myself and things like that is is that's kind of like what I'm focusing on now um I don't know long term where I see myself um but I know that if I keep working on myself in the short term that I'll figure out exactly where I want to go eventually. Yeah, definitely focus on what makes you happy and doing more of that and yeah. see where it takes you. That's yeah, I think that's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. Same thing, thanks for jumping on the podcast today and sharing, yeah, your story with everyone. I think a lot of people will get a lot of value out of it. There's a lot of, you know, young people coming out of school or even older than that that might be looking to do similar stuff to what you have done and yeah, I think yeah. you've offered some really good value there and been awesome, you know, from our journey, starting the brand, starting content creating and having you come on all these adventures and working with us. Yeah, no, we've, yeah, we've enjoyed it. You've been a good friend, awesome <laughs> to work with. Um, yeah, for anyone who has listened, like you've got your own YouTube channel as well, you know, and I know you've got a few videos on there about getting into modelling and that yeah. sort of stuff. So. If any of you guys obviously mm. want to check out that, there's some really good value in there. Check out Sarah Dalge on YouTube. Um, what's your Instagram handle as well, Sarah? Sarah Dalge, so S-A-R-R-A-D-A-L-J. Yeah, check that out, guys. Good shots on there. Heaps of moons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stuff. But, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast, Sarah. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure to watch your brand grow from the start to what it is, what it is now. And, I can't wait to continue to be a part of the journey. Legend. Yeah, cheers, guys. If you haven't joined the text community already, make sure you text your name to 0412-926-329 to join. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. You will. <laughs>